If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about TLL. But before we find out what TLL means, we've got a little Our Sinclair mailbag here. Oh, this mail comes bag. straight from the home of the ZX Spectrum. This is uh, comes to us from a loyal listener, viewer, contributor, Duncan Stiles. The Dunk? Duncan Stiles is the chairman of the Transportation Safety Board in the UK. That's a lie. He's not. But I believed you too. He, he was able <laughs> to procure several of these. They're running a new campaign in yeah. the UK about, right. about tailgating. Oh, man. Tailgating, yeah. always an issue, no matter it's where you are in, in the world. It's an issue in Kentucky and what you need to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they've come up with this retro gaming uh, deal to, yeah. uh, to, to, to uh, it's called um, Stay Safe, Stay Back. Some advice to consider. And they give you these stickers to put on your, uh, on your vehicle. Here's some here's some advice, Aaron. Tell me if you do all these things. Okay. Don't speed up. Don't slow down. Well, how could you go anywhere? <laughs> don't stare in the rearview mirror. <laughs> what? Do allow them to overtake. Do clearly signal. Do just drive normally. Now when you yeah, when I drive normally, I speed up and slow down. <laughs> I'm just That's saying, horrible advice. Well, this is a highwaysingland.co.uk slash stay safe, stay back. Singland? What's that mean? He's Ooh. he's given us a butt ton of these Space Invaders stickers, stay safe, stay back. So we will uh, we will take one of these, put it in Amigo Studios. I will give you some to put in Amigo Studios East. Oh man. We'll also take some of these to New York with us this weekend to give to Amiga Bill and his crowd. Uh, there are some uh, smaller window decals, too, that he's uh, given us. So thank you, Duncan, for this awesome gift. Awesome it's job, really cool. Dunk. It's right up my alley. And I've got to say, the UK is on top of it, doing the retro gaming for their public service announcements. I love that. You know, we desperately need this campaign in, in the Kentucky. I see so many idiotic accidents and, and morons driving right up your tailpipe. Mm. I don't think it's going to stop them. You need to put that right on the back of the your, your What your you need to do truck. is you replace this guy... With a gentleman we refer to as Merle Haggard. <laughs> and he says, y'all slow down now, you hear? Something like that. Then you're in. Then you're in. Or a Maker's Mark bottle. <laughs> but I think that might be sending out a mixed signal. It's a mixed message there. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll just... Well, I'll set it right there. Now, today's game, Aaron, is not about driving. It's about flying. Yeah. When you were a child, a small child, did you ever I have... where this is going. Did you ever have dreams of, of, of flying your own plane? No. I had dreams of flying, full stop, mm -hmm. but not my own plane. You never wanted to be a pilot. Listen, planes have a bunch of control. This is why I don't like flight simulators. As a young lad, I had played Flight Simulator 1 and 2 and all that stuff. Who could keep track of all this crap? You got dials, mm -hmm. you got lights, there's, uh, uh, there's like levers, right? There's stuff you pull out. What's that do? I don't even know. Who knows? I would never be a pilot. It would never happen because I don't like driving a van full of people around because you never know what's going to happen. If you're a pilot, what if I'm thinking about something I did earlier in that day? Oh, but I forgot to put the landing gear down. We're all dead. That's true. You know, we're like a lot of pressure. You hit that one button and the ship just drops straight to the ground and explodes. You hit that other button, you pop yourself out the eject seat. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. no, I never. So, did you have dreams like that? I always wanted to be an astronaut. I, I, see, I, skipped, I did too. I, I was, skipped the pilot. I went right for the space. I, that's. I was exactly the same way. I never thought about the fact that you probably need to be a pilot first. I most most astronauts were were pilots. They would put degree, you in the yeah. suit. 
and you're out. Yeah. And that's all you needed. That's the way I would figure I'd do it. I just figured I'd somehow just er erupt out of the ship and just start dancing around in zero gravity. Is that, was that your ultimate goal? <laughs> yeah. To be the first person to do a stupid dance in space? It's still my goal. I, I'm keeping the dream alive. <laughs> Good luck, man. What can you tell us about TLL, Aaron? None of the things we discussed happen in this game. So, you know, TLL. First of all, I saw this game pop up here. And I thought to myself, what is that? What is that? TLL? Do you know what it stands for? Tornado Level Landing. No. Incorrect. Hit me. What is it? Tornado Low Level. Ooh. Okay, now, my question, which is a stupider title? TLL or Tornado Low Level? Boy, they're both so dumb, it's hard to choose. That's right. So, this bad boy came out in 84. You know what they should have called this? Blackbird B-52 Stealth Bomber. Well, what I would have, I think a better name for it would be uh, low level disc collector, because that's basically what you're doing. Well, yeah, but it's true. So, this was, uh, this was authored, I love the name here, Costa Pania. Is that right? P A N A Y A, Pania? Yeah, Pania. Like that, that sounds like a type of bread almost. Mm -hmm, that like a panini. So, this fellow was responsible for Android 1 and Android 2, Cosmos. Cyclone Deflector, a game simply called Hate. <laughs> Hate stands for something. I don't yeah, know it does. It stands for Highway Encounter. I've had a few of those. You know what I mean? Revolution. I like this one. This is a game I demand be put on our list. Astral Convoy. We got an Astral Convoy rocking through the night. Remember that song? Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, Crash Pontoon. Word Mastermind and the ZX81 version of Othello. Based on the Shakespeare play. Correct. Uh, this game was a one-player game. Now, I played this with the keyboard as I always do. Mistake. Yeah. <laughs> that may be part of the problems yeah. I had. It was yeah, very bizarre. Big mistake. So, believe it or not, Bo, this sucker got ported to a bunch of stuff. Alright, get this. You've got your Amstrad. You've got your C64. Right? Elroy two things. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's a lot. Is so, it? Yeah, that's sort of. Now, I want to hear you describe what this game is exactly. What in the heck is this game? Because I'm going to tell you what I think it is. It's like what, it's like the, what happens if, if like uh, uh, Blue Max 2000, remember that game? Blue Max 2001. If it had a kid with like Zaxxon... And the kid was non-violent. This you're, game. you're way off. Okay, go ahead. What do you got? Okay, have you ever played the game Action Biker on the Atari 800? Yeah. Okay, this is Action Biker in the Sky. Okay. Okay. Elaborate. Well, Pixels at Dawn turned me on to this analogy, not 30 seconds ago in the chat, but he's 100% right. Ridiculous. Okay, so Action Biker is a game where you drive a motorcycle around and you collect different parts of the motorcycle to race the motorcycle at the end of the game. And it's a totally open world deal, okay? Hmm. So you can fly anywhere at any time, and the landscape is varied and awesome. It's totally, like, you can, you can fly in all eight directions. Um, and this is a game where you, you this, I'd say the, the part of the game that really falls flat is the actual game itself. <laughs> yes. Now, now, see, hold on right there. Everything you just said, yes. Is the game impressive? Absolutely. The engine, impressive. The plane flying around, 
it's like uh, if Blue Max was free reign. You yeah, go anywhere yeah, you want. Yeah. There's power lines, houses. Now, they're blocky, but in some ways you could say they are... Uh, this reminds me of a game that would be made today in the retro style. Right. It's and, a very Minecraft sort of deal. You know, and it's... So it's perfectly fine. Everything, that's all fine. So, but when you have a jet, what do you want to do with a jet? You want to either... You want to do one of two things. Yeah. You want to fire guns out your front, yeah. or you want to drop bombs out your bottom. That's, did you have to specify those? <laughs> what a weird way to... That's a goofy way to put that's that. That's how I always think about it. Now, what, what do you not want to do in your in your cool jet? You don't want to fly real low and pick up discs on the ground. And circle around like a moron. Yeah. Because that's the only alternative you can. I watched playthroughs of this, and this is one of the few games I watched a playthrough before I played it. And I was like, I see what the heck this is. And I watched the playthrough and just thought, oh, whoever's playing this is an idiot. What is? The, what are they doing? Well, that's what you have to do. Basically, in this game, you're going around and you're picking up these little items. And so, much like a Zaxxon, you've got an altitude meter. It's exactly like Zaxxon. You go up and down. Mm -hmm. And if you're too, if you're low, you can fly under bridges or power lines or whatnot. And if you fly high, you can fly over top of buildings. Well, it's pretty obvious stuff. Um, and that's all great. I mean, this game seems like they they built this game. On rock and, and then, roll. No, and then once they had everything they needed, they're like, oh, we're out of time. <laughs> like, where's the rest of the game, man? Yeah. And that's what I, I was going to ask you, since you were you took a good hard look at this. What the hell is happening in this game? So, in this game, you're supposed to be, if you read the docs. I did. I, I've got some... You're, you're, you're really there. supposed to be bombing targets. When you're collecting these discs, it's representative of you bombing targets. Okay? So, you've got... You're greeted at the beginning of this game with a world map. And you've got, I don't know how many stages there are, maybe eight stages. And they're represented by these big squares on the world map. And you go to each one of these stages, and you're flying around, and you're trying to bomb, quote-unquote, bomb these targets by basically picking up the discs. Mm -hmm. Now, even though this is dumb, this game, like, I mean, this is one of these things where this game has so much going for it. It's so cool in so many different ways. It's only the central conceit of the game is the worst part. Like, if they could have had, if they could have basically just do, done what Blue Max did and just be able to drop bombs the same way you do in, in Blue Max, push the joystick down, press the button, and bomb things, you would have been in great shape. Or like Desert Strike or something. You yeah. Know, when you fly around in missile and bombs. Right, stuff. right. And so this is, I'd say that this is basically the the earliest version of Jungle Strike or Desert Strike out there. If that's the one game that I, I think it reminds me, except you, and then altitude and that, it means practically nothing. Right. That's the one This game one. is actually deeper than Desert Strike it, in, and, in and a lot of ways. From a flight way, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because you you know, you know take off, you know, and the, the takeoff and landing sequences are sort of like Blue Max. Um, I love easier, the fact. A lot that, yeah, I love the fact that you can fly under the bridges. You can fly, under you know, the, under the power lines yeah. and stuff like that. The altitude really makes a difference. I like the fact that the game is so colorful. Um, there's no color clash that I can see in this game. I think there was probably some programming trickery to uh, to make that. Yeah. So you, when you fly close down to the ground, you all you always see your shadow. Um, this game is very very. I know we say this practically every week, but for a, a system with the with the with the hardware oomph of the Spectrum, this game is very impressive. It it it, it is. It, I mean, even your shadow sort of is affected by what you're going over. I mean, I don't know how the heck they did some of this stuff. Um, by the way, the name of your ship and this is uh, your airplane and stuff, Panavia Tornado Fighter Jet. Okay. Right, which, remember the guy's name was Panaya, uh -huh. so I'm assuming there's a, there's a little play there. Um, 
it's just to me it's half a game. You've got you've got the guy. I mean, we could sit here and bicker over it for a while, but the bottom of the truth is that doesn't feel like bombing to me. Mm-hmm. It's full like you're, well, and, there are some things. And, in and this the thing is, you can't just fly over these things. It's so hard to even get. Oh, to pick well, the point yeah, where you that, get them. The, the thing is, is that this game is, uh, it's called TLL. It's a, it's a, you're supposed to attack these targets at low altitude. Yeah. Now, how many bombers in the world attack targets That's, at low altitude? That no was, bombers yeah, you, do that. You took the words right out of my yeah. mouth on that. Um, <laughs> I mean, now let's talk about some of the pauses. We've, we've sort of killed it. So uh, you start off with a full tank of gas and 10 bombs, and you can land and, and basically refuel. You can land anytime you want there. You can even turn around on the runway if you if you need to go out the other way. Mm-hmm. Your plane can sort of turn on the fly, which is kind of cool. It sort of uh, it sort of reminded me of the tanks in combat and the way the way it turns. You oh yeah, the, the, like the jet sig- fighters. Yeah, it's got a segmented turn. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so uh, the and you go around. You get these dots. I think that I believe there are five. I think there are five. Um, Five rounds per level. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so and when you and the, uh, that opening world map, it's uh, pretty much pointless. It looks that's something else. It looks like you got something really special it, coming, it, yeah. and then you, and then you don't. You know, now well you do kind of. Well, I mean, it's, let me ask you: Was this a fun game to play for you? Then and I, me, you know, to, to, to be honest, I'm split because I enjoyed flying around. Like, I enjoyed looking at all the things on the stage. I enjoyed all the different multi-level things that were on offer. It's sort of the, it has the same kind of pastoral scenery that River Raid does, where, you know, you're looking at the houses and the trees and things. You're like, oh, it's just kind of nice. It's kind of calming. The, the, the game goes downhill when you attempt to actually play the game. Yeah. And then it becomes much less fun because it is very frustrating to... Um, you know, to pick up the things, you have to be so low, and then you immediately have to. A lot of times, you have to pull back up immediately to uh, to avoid getting smashed. Um, I just don't know why they did. I, I guess it's just it's it's because they couldn't. You know, this is a one man show, and he, he, you know, this was a way that he could figure out how to make the kind of game he wanted to make. Maybe the Spectrum just couldn't handle something like Blue Max. Maybe it was too much to put the the moving bomb, the physics of, of the the traveling of the bomb going down as you're traveling in this 3D space. I don't know. I have to point checkered flag. Flag. I find it hard to believe. So get this, but I find this is interesting. So the guy that developed this this Costa Panaya, uh, before he got into game work, this guy was a design engineer for British Aerospace. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was so pretty So he had cool. some credentials. And he, he, he got the idea uh, for the game uh, from a uh, Scion game called Flight Simulation. He wanted to have a game that was sort of built on that, and that's what this was. Um, so <laughs> he, he did a pretty good job. Now, I, did you check out this, uh, the uh, C64 or the Amstrad version? I did not. I had a quick look at the C64 version. Mm-hmm. It looked okay. It looked sort of similar. It, you know, I don't know. I didn't play it. I, just, I, I watched a video of it. Now, th- here's the thing that sort of baffles me about this uh, uh, that I don't understand. Uh, and maybe, you know, this... It, I like to think that when we look at these games, I kind of try to put myself in the time period. All right, but this is 84. There was a lot of good stuff out in 84. It's the greatest year in video games. Yeah, and so when I put myself in the time period, I don't see this being a game I'd want to play. But that much said, people... Were nuts over this game. It was a big success. Well, to be honest with you, there was nothing else really like this. 
you know, in '84. Like, it can you think of another? Yeah, can you think roaming. of another game that that is a free roaming flight game like this? Not like this. No, I've never played a flight game like this. I have to say, because you know, even if, here's my thing. Even if you're going to have a game with no combat, mm-hmm. okay. You could have made this like racing in in the sky. You could have used checkpoints. No, it would have been so, dumb. It's better than this. No, it's not. I, I don't. I don't agree with. There you. are a ton of racing games out there. The world doesn't need another racing game. So, well, I'm just trying to think of something you could do with it. So, what they could have done is put some. I mean, you know, obviously it's hard enough to do this on your own without any enemies, but they really should have included some sort of something trying to kill you at the same time as is going on. Is it possible this game was put out there as a non-violent affair? Sure, absolutely. You know, because, I mean, it's it's the most non-violent bombing game of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I'll tell you something else that's weird. When you push the button in this game, when you push the fire button, yeah. your ba- your plane goes into hyperspeed mode. That's right. Hyperspeed mode, totally useless in this well, game. Well, it does do one thing. It eats your fuel. Right. <laughs> I, now, so here's the thing about hyper mode. I'm assuming that at some point, at some level, you need to use it. I never, ever used it because it. I don't want to go faster. Mm-hmm. That was. I mean, I'm sure if you were used to playing it, you maybe would uh, get more out of it. So this game, as I mentioned, was very popular. Now get this, Boatster. This game was voted number 10 in the Euro Sinclair's official top 100 games of all time. Retro Gamer ranked it as the 11th best game for the Spectrum. Right, and that's a fairly new, you know, that magazine, that's more modern. Right. Um, so you've got scores for this game. Now, I went to the World of Spectrum, of course. Um, 8.16, mm-hmm. a very lofty score. Um, Crash gave it an 81. Uh, CFG, 9 out of 10. Sinclair User, 8 out of 10. Uh, Computer Gamer, 13 out of 20. So clearly, we are stupid because we're not this. Well, everyone else thinks this is great. I don't. I, that's what I. I was sure I was doing something wrong. So that's when I talked to you. I'm like, Bo, what are we doing with this game? And when you here's the it, thing. I'm okay. torn. I really am torn on this one because the game itself, the picking up of the discs, is is not fun. No, it's frustrating. It's difficult. It makes you want to tear your hair out. But if you just fly around and just experience, it's almost like a VR type thing, you know, where you put on the goggles and you're flying around this whole world. You can do whatever you want, you know. I almost wish that they would have removed the game entirely and just let you fly around these 3D spaces. They did remove the game entirely. <laughs> now, I will, something else we didn't mention, it's got a radar scope in the corner or a, or a map. Mm-hmm. I like radar scope. I mean, it's a that's tremendous. We were just talking earlier about another game that didn't have that and right. this game was out uh, 10 uh, years before yeah. and it has I mean it's imp- the, from a programming perspective this thing is top shelf mm-hmm. again I am baffled and uh, uh, humbled at the abilities of the, of the ZX to, p- to perform these feats but as a game sorry I'm giving this the dud I didn't like it no fun for old amigo Aaron that's my final thought on the matter. Well, we did get some uh, Discord reviews. I'm going to hear these. This Maybe week. some people got some more insight than we did. Chris Folds says, and Clive's club member, I think he suggested this one. One I owned Sorry, as a kid. It's a beat-the-clock, pick-up-objects game with a twist. It's all done in a high-speed fighter plane. You don't need enemies. It's you versus your talent. I don't need to tell Ooh, you who boy. won that one. Oh, boy. I know one. who won that yeah. one. <laughs> Deaths never feel cheap or undeserved. 
It's always as you try to pull off an outlandish maneuver. And maneuver is spelled like the crazy English style with mm -hmm. like 12 extra letters. Great level design, colorful graphics, and has that just one more go appeal that makes retro so cool. 8.5 out of 10. So Chris liked this one. Graham Vebke says, a very fluid game which moves at a decent pace, making the controls the most critical thing to master. Given the boundaries of the ZX Spectrum, it's quite a programming feat, but it's tough to judge your flying height at times, and I was yelling at the screen when I kept missing the target. Yes. But it's a decent game. 7 out of 10. Mm. Where would you place this one? I'd give this, I'd say, I, I agree with, with, uh, with our buddy Graham. I, I give this a seven. Even though the game is really not that great, the technical prowess shown, it's one of those, I've always sort of been more of a form over function kind of guy. Mm. I was a Mac guy for many years. What can I say? And, uh, you know, I love the way this game looks. I love the way that you can fly around the environments. It's totally unique. Uh, even if the game isn't there, there's something to be said for, for putting forth, you know, something totally different. So I'd go with a seven. So I'm gonna let me ask you a question. Which game do you think is more technologically impressive, this or combat? For the Atari twenty six hundred? Which one do you think? Oh, this more? game totally. Okay, now which one's more fun? Which one do you want to play? Well if you're playing by yourself, this Just game. Be honest though. If you're playing by yourself, this game. Okay, you're being cute. No, I'm not. Which one's more fun with two players or one player? Well, this game is not a two player game. It's a horrible analogy. You shouldn't have even brought it up. What I meant to say is ignore boat, this game gets a four point five. <laughs> because sometimes you need a game. Sometimes all you the, need an extra listen, player if you're playing combat. I love demos. I love that stuff. I love tech demos. I like uh, uh, learning what the system can do. And this is a tremendous one. But there's no game here for me. Sometimes we should look, take a look at Action Biker. I'd like to know what you think. You, you're not familiar with Action Biker. I know right? of it. I've, watched, yeah. I've never personally played it, but I've heard of talking about it. I'm sure it got a Spectrum port. Sometimes we should look at that and see. But anyway... Aaron, this week we have a new iTunes review. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, guys, if you're listening right now and you've not left us an iTunes review, please do. Even if you don't, even if you hate Apple, you've never used iTunes in your life, iTunes reviews are used by a lot of other podcasters to do lots of uh, kind of like promoting and things like that. Like the, the iTunes database remains vitally important for people that are discovering the show for the first time. So um, we love it when you leave us iTunes reviews. Like this guy, Dave Garside. Dave! Um, yeah, from the United Kingdom. He said, just found your podcast and great as a Brit to get a U.S. perspective as I live through the time that the specu was released. But guys, it's ZX Spectrum. Keep up the great work. Five stars. So thank you, Dave. And we're trying our best to say ZX the correct way. You know, I've often I've pondered this in my mind a few times because the early shows it was ZX, and I would get and, and I would get hammered in ZX. And I've tried to I've tried to meld myself to to do it that way. But what are you gonna do? We call them Z's over here. There's nothing to do about it. It's a, it's just, it's a cultural difference. It's a uh, but I'm working on it. It is. It is. So, um, Aaron, next, or actually before we go, I'd like to thank our supporters, Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbo Not, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. If you'd like to support Our Sinclair, if you like the show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. And Aaron, next week... We're going to be taking a look at RoboCop. RoboCop? Yeah. Hot dog. Yeah. So, we will see you then. Until then, rewind tape. And press play.